Hey everyone, this is Jocelyn and welcome to this edition of Leap. Joining me today is Ray Kellnan and Ray is the founder of Radiant Angel Energy. So Ray, thank you so very much for joining me today. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So jumping right in, can you share what Radiant Angel Energy is? I can indeed, yes. Um, well, basically, Radiant Angel Energy is um, something that, that, came, that came about ooh, um, several, several years ago. And it was a combination of things that had progressed through my, through my life. So basically, when I, uh, when I was a child, I was born into a very spiritual um, family. Um, well, well, my mum's side, not so much my dad's side, um, you know, where my mum was doing palmistry and um, psychometry and my aunt was doing tarot cards. And my dad, bless him, used to ferry my mum and me and my sister to spiritualist churches and, 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 and you know, and, and all that, that kind of thing. Um, so I always thought I came from a very spiritual type background. Um, but I had a very analytical mind as well. Um, and I still have, you know, I still question stuff, you know, just because someone says something is black, I will go, okay, but how do we know it's black? And I will literally um, sort of like to pick it to pieces. Um, so I've always questioned things. And um, at some point, my poor parents, you know, just, um, you know, I'd always ask him, why? What's the reason? You know, then try and have to come up with, with answers, with answers to it. Um, so um, at one point, I even asked for a microscope because I wanted to know how things looked under a microscope. And when I was a kid, in those days, microscope sets came with scalpels and things, oh. like, and things like that. And I remember one day I was messing, playing about with it, and I cut my finger. In fact, I've still got a scar on it. Um, and I, obviously I cut it and it started bleeding. But rather than thinking, oh my God, I cut myself, my first thought was, oh, I can see my blood under the microscope. <laughs> That's not the most, I mean, that's not true. I don't know that that would be what I would have done to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that, was my, that was my first thought was, oh, I can look at my blood. Oh, and I've got a bit of skin as well. Um, so you can see, still, I see how my mind kind of like uh, works. Um, but I always liked the stars as well. And I loved watching the moon. And in fact, it got to the point where my parents brought me a telescope, just I think to shut me up about so what does the moon look like that, you know, why have we got, we've got these, we've got these stars and it was absolutely amazing. Just sort of like, you know, even as a child, I didn't really understand at that time as I do now about um, constellation stars and, and, and the moon. Um, so um, fast forward a few years and I kind of like um, got more into paganism um and and earth magic and, and and things like that but of course there's all things you know you get to teenage years you kind of like get boys and friends and stuff like that and although it was always there um i never actually really tapped it tapped into it any of it um you know although my friends at school were quite willing to give me a piece of their hair so my mum could do some psychometry on it for them 
um, you know, to see see what she could she could um, pick up for it. And I remember once they were doing um, some of my school friends wanted to do a Ouija board. Um, I mean, I, I I I don't I don't have anything to do with them at all. But basically, you know, they've called me and said, look, can you just stand inside the room and make sure we're all safe? And, and that, you know, and I did. And it's only now when I look back that I realised that in a subconsciously, they realised that I could hold the space for them to be in that, in that safe thing. But of course, back then you don't, you don't think of, you don't think of stuff um, like that. So, and then obviously started work and, and everything, you know, and I dabbled, played about here and there, still did, um, celebrated the Sabbaths, the, the, um, the uh, wills of the year um, in paganism but then I had a tarot reading done and the guy said I can see you going on a life-changing journey um, he said look he said I'm picking up this possibly Sri Lanka somewhere like that I was like oh, okay I think it never really had an interest in Sri Lanka but never mind so I thought okay I'll look online and um, where shall I look oh Lonely Planet so I went on the Lonely Planet website and they had an article on Peru on there. So I read the article, looked up Sri Lanka, and, but Peru was quite interesting. Then a few days later, turned on the TV and there was a TV programme with Stephen Fry talking about Peruvian bears. So it's kind of like, oh, that's Peru's come up a second time. And obviously because of my background, I kind of like thought, okay, I know. You know, when coincidences start, you, you need to look into it. So I ordered a few brochures. Um, because I wanted to travel um, by myself, so not with my with my boyfriend at the time, my partner at the time, but literally by you know by myself. Um, so I looked at group things because I didn't want to go by myself with nothing. Now I wanted to go as a solo traveller with with a group. And um, I, you know, the various brochures, and I'm looking at the price and going a little bit steep. You know, not really sure I can afford um, to do this. But at the time I was remortgaging, so my um, mortgage, um, uh, my existing mortgage has sort of like come to the end of this period of time. So I had to get a, get a new mortgage and they mucked it up. They then had to give me some money and the money was the exact amount of one of these tours. It's like, okay, I've, I've got, I've got yeah. to book this. Um, so I booked it and then further validation that I needed to go um, a girl I was working with at the time, her grandfather passed away just before I was due to go and she was clearing out his loft and she brought me in. He had, she found in his loft an old map of Peru and an old Lonely Planet guide to Peru. It was like, okay, that, you know, that, that, that kind of like thing. And I'd found the Celestine Prophecy book at the time as well. So of course that was, that, that was about Peru. So I went, um, when, I, when I went traveling around Peru, um, and it was amazing, there were 10 other people, 10, 11 other people, yeah, 10, 10 other people on my, on my group, and we just clicked. I mean, it literally was like we'd known each other for years. Um, you, you know, people couldn't believe how well we all, you know, we all got on um, and, and that, and, you know, had some amazing experiences over there and the main one being Machu Picchu. And we did the four day Inca trail 
Um, and the third day is supposed to be the most scenic because as you come down over the Amazon, you get to see the forests and the sunshine and everything like that. Not for us. It was awful weather. I mean, the, it was so thick with mist that you had to walk by the, um, by the mountain. You could not walk on the edge because you couldn't see the edge. It literally was that misty. But then you walked into cloud forests and it was like you had to take your jacket and everything off because it was like sunshine and birds and everything. And then you'd walk through that and then you'd step out and you had to put everything back on again. It was, it was so surreal. But the uh, fourth day when you get up early to go and watch the sun come through the sun gate. Now the sun rises every day. It only um, goes through the, the hole in the sun gate at a particular angle um, so many times. It doesn't do it every day. We were lucky it went through at the most perfect angle. You know, when you see those pictures and the sun, we, we were so lucky. And it was so amazing that you could have heard a pin drop. And I mean, there were a hundred people um, up there and some children, and you would have heard a pin drop. That is how absolutely amazing it was. And then whilst we were walking about, I actually walked up onto one of the pyramid platforms. And as I looked down just for a few seconds, I literally saw myself addressing Incan people below. I only lasted a few seconds. It was like, oh, wow, my God. And I kind of like knew about past life stuff, um, but, I, I, you know, but I'd never really, really thought about it. Anyway, I came back. Um, and at that time, angels and that started coming into, into my life. Um, you know, I, I don't see angels or anything like that. I'm, I'm more of a knowing person, you know, thing, things all just come into my head and come out of my mouth. That's, that's, how, that's how I tend to work. Um, but that time in England, we didn't have a lot of angel stuff. Um, and in fact, Doreen Virtue and Diane Cooper were kind of like really just starting out. In fact, I don't even think they'd started out at the time. Um, so I had to sign up to a Christmas catalog just to get anything on angels. <laughs> And, and, and that which was which was really surreal me signing up to a catalogue just the Christmas catalogue just the angels but I eventually found angelic reiki um which is similar to your side reiki but you work with the angels and the angels do the healing and that kind of like led me started me going down this well it's already started going down the rabbit hole but this kind of like brought, brought new new things in and that kind of like culminated in thinking, okay, I need to start working more with this. I need to kind of like see where this is going, where this is going to take me. So I thought that, you know, thought of, okay, I need to start a business. What, what can I name it? Um, and did lots of numerology to try and get the right um, thing for it. And in the end, I came up with Radiant Angel Energy because um, one, I, I like rainbows, which is where, the, where my logo comes from, but um, I, I was working with energy and I love working with, love working with energy um, and obviously angels. So what can I have with angels? And it wasn't only until after I'd actually um, thought, oh, I'll call it radiant angel energy, that I realised that there, um, the uh, radiant begins with an R. Angels begins with an A, energy begins with an E, which is my first name, Ray. That's really, it's funny, because like, as you're starting to do that, I'm like, 
Okay, just quoted my head. <laughs> yeah, and and I didn't I didn't spit a twig at the time, and that's what that was coming up with. So so that's kind of like how Radiant Angel started, but it was kind of like there was something missing. I was working with angels, but it's like I'm not really sure. You know, there there there's stuff I need to do. And that's when sort of like the past life stuff started coming in. A friend of mine um, was doing training some hypnosis and she said, well, can I practice doing a past life regression on you? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Um, and <laughs> it's kind of fun when you have friends around you that do all sorts of different cool things and you, you get to be experimented on. I know. It's, it's, pretty, it's, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a guinea pig. I'm there. Yeah, yeah do, do it on me. And um, I went back a few hundred years um, to where I was a 10-year-old child, a little girl in the Spanish or French Pyrenees. Um, in fact, I can still, I can still see, see um, everything now. But I was a very sickly child, a very lonely child. And I remember sitting down with my back to a tree and basically my heart stopping as I died as a 10-year-old child. Um, it, it was the most surreal, amazing feeling that I've, I've, I've ever had. Um, you know, it wasn't scary or anything like that. I mean, there were loads of butterflies flying around, which I've never actually worked out whether that was me as a 10 year old child, that's how I dealt with it. Or whether it was me as an adult, my subconscious saying, okay, you're going to experience dying, but we're going to make it nice for you. So you don't, sort of like freak out and panic go, oh my god my heart stopped I'm 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 dying so that that was quite profound for me and I thought you know something if I can clear if I if I you know where did that come from why did I go go to that particular lifetime so I started exploring um and I got a couple of past life readings done and it's like oh that makes sense <coughs> it's not corona by the way <laughs> <laughs> thanks well you're a safe distance away i mean there is you know that pond between us <laughs> we've got, we've got a big ocean of land we've got ocean and, haven't we yeah so um and i realized that i've had a lot of a lot of my past life stuff when i was looking at it i died as a child many times you know i've been killed by horses I'd lost children, um, I'd been in traumas, you know, I'd been persecuted, you know, I'd, I'd been through a gamut of whole things. And it was like, okay, and every time I, I found a different one, it's like, okay, so why did that happen? How did, how did I come with, you know, what, why, what was that? And I went on a trip to um, Egypt <coughs> with... Um, a friend of mine was doing animal healing and part of the um, diploma was that they got a chance to go to Egypt to work at ACE Animal Care Egypt over there to work on the animals and Elizabeth White, the founder, we just clicked when, when we'd met because my friend dragged me along to meet her and she said, why don't you come with us to do angelic Reiki on the healers? So not for me to work on the animals because they were doing their animal healing, but for me to, because obviously when they're doing the animal healing, they pick up all the issues. And obviously you can imagine in Egypt with the suffering. So, um, so, so, that, so that's why I went over there. 
but there was a particular horse called Princess Cinderella, who one of the women got attached to, and she was dying. Um, you know, she wouldn't lay, but she wouldn't lay down. She was fighting it, but you could, there, there was no hope. She, you know, she, she was going to die. And um, the woman that um, had uh, really taken a shine to her said to me, could you come and do some angelic Reiki? Now, I actually had a slight fear of horses, not one that I knew about um, at, at the time. I mean, um, years before with, with an ex-partner, we'd been on a caravan trip, one of those gypsy caravans, and we'd had a horse. Um, and I was, a, I was very wary of the horse. I always thought I loved horses, but I was a little bit wary of it. Horses are so in tune. Yeah. Um, so, they're, so. they're highly spiritual creatures oh, they're very in tune with emotion they're, they're empaths <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah um i've, I've worked yeah i've worked with, with horses since um and then on the day that we took the caravan back as we're taking the horse out i got between the horse and the bar and basically it was only the strength of my ex and the guy that pulled the horse away otherwise i'd have been crushed but because I'd realised and I'd worked on that I'd been killed by horses in previous lifetimes, I'd worked on that issue, which meant where this opportunity for me to actually do hitting on the horse, I actually took it. Um, you know, if, if I hadn't known about that, I probably would have been going, mm, yeah, I'm not quite sure about doing the hands-on stuff with it. But because I'd cleared that stuff, um, and I no longer had that, that subconscious issue with the horses, I was able to actually stand and do the healing um, and basically 20 minutes after I did that she actually lay down and I was with her when she passed um, and so that was kind of like okay so past life stuff really does sort of like help you so so let me do it so um, I, tr I took a hypnosis course because I thought you had to do hypnosis to do past life but it turns out you don't have to um, and then I came so I did the past life and it's like, but there's still something slightly missing here. You know, if we can see the past and heal from the past, you know, what, what can we do? And then I came across future life progression where you go the opposite side way and you go into the future. And it was like, ah, and it was kind of like the light bulb moment. It was like, okay, everything's falling into, into place here. So I did the future life progression. And, you know, when you go into the future, you get a chance to see, um, where your future is and what you are doing and question your future to bring those answers back to the present to and help how, in the present to how to establish your current state to reach that future state yes really interesting so because my practice is based in NLP and yeah. programming and so a lot of what you shared just in this last moment about the past life and future life we do quite a bit of that as well from an mm. ethnicity standpoint of going past life of what is it, you know, what's the, the root of the trauma that we've created? Yeah. In, you know, mostly we work in, in this life, not necessarily in past lives, but in this life or in this soul's journey of what was the story that we created in our mind and then going and then you know, healing that. And then what we put in place of that, if we pick out that root and put in place of that is that, future life progression in your terminology of 
now we get to write this new story and this new mm. script. How do we see ourselves? Like, what do we see ourselves in a week from now, a month from now, six months, three months from now, six months to a year, two years, and writing it down and visualizing it and now, plant, and now planting that seed, that new seed in your mind. So yeah. that you get to live into this new storyline. So it sounds like it's quite similar, only you're dealing it with from an energetic level. And yeah. you actually do go and experience that, that future life. You actually step into it um, and you actually become that, that, that future person. Because it's basically, if you knew five years ago what you knew now, there's stuff you would have, ch- you know, there's stuff yourself now would be saying, okay, to get where you are now or to get even further, do this, do this, do this. Um, and, you know, it's not just five, ten years into the future. You know, you can go into your future lifetimes in, in, into, your, into your next lifetime, you know, which is, is, is quite amazing because you can, you know, there's, there's one client who um, went into a future lifetime um, and she saw herself working with children. And I can categorically say, because people, I've got into the future, people into the earth still exists. You know, we are still here. We, we might have evolved slightly, but we are still here. Earth is still here, you know. We're not living on Mars. Thousands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 are, we are still here. I, I'm still- curious. I'm going to take a quick side step on this because, you know, here we are in the midst of corona and the, the world has been asked to sort of sit still in a lot of ways. And, I, and, in, and as a result of that, and you've seen it, you know, you've seen it in your neighboring countries, in your country, in your neighboring countries, more so I think than we've even seen in the U.S., is, our, is Mother Earth is healing. Yes. You know, the pollution has dropped tremendously. Like one of the first things I remember when Italy went under lockdown. Uh, yes. Like Venice and the canals clearing and the animals and wildlife was returning. In Los Angeles here in the States, you know, smog is essentially gone because no one's, you know, no one's on the 405 commuting and 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 so the mother earth is is literally healing so i'm wondering yes. if you know that I, I imagine it is the curious that this time that this that we have this chance to heal is allowing for the elongation of the planet because i wonder yes. if this had not occurred and I, I i don't believe that this is going to be the last time that we have a pandemic of this magnitude i mean certainly it's not the first time we've had it the first time in our lifetime mm. but um it's going to happen again because we, we we've sort of gotten off track we, we went down a road of of some pretty major damage to ourselves mm. and to our global community so i'm curious how that plays a role but go on so so yeah you know yeah. so we we know we'll still be here <laughs> as yeah the people yeah yeah, we 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 still we are still we are still going to be we are still going to and be here. Earth is still going is still going going to be here. You know, she's still going to be supporting us. Um, but she saw herself teaching, um, and in a particular way with children. And the beauty is, education will change, um, and it'll be a lot more friendlier and more helpful to to children than some of the education. Um, is 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 now, um, and what's interesting is that she actually um, doesn't have children. She's never had any interest in working with children in this lifetime whatsoever. Um, you, you know, children are kind of like oh, you know, children. 
and that and so she, when she came back she she was really quite amazed about oh my god I'm I'm actually going to be working with children and I'm going to be doing this and you know and she'd asked her future self you know um you know what can I do in this lifetime now and what's the amazing thing or well, not amazing but she decided that she was actually going to start um training to be a teacher in this lifetime as if to prepare herself to yeah to prepare herself for for her next for her next lifetime and that's the beauty of going into the future it brings you back fully to the to the present into the here and now um so that's kind of a combination you know and there, there's other stuff you know i'm i'm working on various um en energies um um that, 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 are, that are coming to me at the moment i'm um, giving me information about creating a new um a, a, a new modality um a new way of um, a new way of being but i did struggle for a little while when um i'd created the business um, and, you know, I'd got the future life, past life, angelic craking, hypnosis, the meditation, etc. Um, and that was because there was always that thing that to be a spiritual person, to be this person who knows everything, you are um, really you need to have had some kind of big trauma in your lifetime. You know, that that's that's how it was always. Come, the, journey come. Sent, the journey for every guest that I've ever had, and myself included, right? Yeah. The journey yeah. that we've taken has created a pathway to why we do what we do now. It's the compelling story. It's the hook. It's the piece that says, it's, I am driven to do this because I've healed, or I'm continuing to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And then that kind of like threw me because... Technically, apart from my dad passing when I was 20, I've not had any traumatic stuff in my whole life. Mm. So I was kind of like, so at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh my God, you know, I, you know, can I actually talk about this? Because, you know, I've not had all of this in, in, in my life. So, you know, I had a brilliant childhood, you know, I've had anything. But then when I started with the past life and that, I, I realized my previous, you know, I've been here over three, I've been, had over 300 past lives. It's all my past lives that I've gone through all the issues so that I could come into this life now, not having to deal with those issues so that I can help more people. And technically for this to be my last time on earth, because I'm not coming back. Your, your soul has decided it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like, well, you know, I've, I've, I've I've, I've done everything I needed to do up to now. I mean, I've still got lots to do. I mean, I'm still going to be here to a very old age. You know, I'm going to be a hundred odd before, before I actually do go. Cause I've got so many people that I need to help. Um, hence why I chose my mum's side of the family because all the women live to really old ages. <laughs> um, and sort of like, I've gone into the future. Um, well, I kind of like knew anyway, but when I went into my, my next lifetime, I was amongst the universe in the stars, black holes, etc. Um, so that was that was validated. That was validation. How do you practice it for yourself versus you know, sharing those regressions and progressions with clients? Like, how is that transition for yourself? How do you do it? Um, sometimes I recalled for myself, but obviously, like all things, listening to your voice is 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 kind of like a little bit weird. But I do exchanges. 
So I'll work with other future life progression practitioners, um, you know, and to take me into the future or to take me into the past if I need to. Um, and I'll do the same and I'll do the same. I'll do the same with them. Okay. Um, so, so that's how I sort of like can go backwards and forwards in time. It's basically doing exchanges. And that's the beauty about working the way I do. It's all about collaborations and working with other people, how, you know, how I can help them and they can help me. So we're exchanging energy all the time. And mm -hmm. um, I see that happening on, on my side of the world because I, I'm on the coaching end of it. And I feel the same, we do that same energetic mm. exchange. You know, not only we like, you know, it just, it sort of happens more organically uh, than, at least in my, in my experience, it's been more organic of, this something comes up, I hear something from, I hear something that comes up in conversation with someone else and, and then I get to hold that space and create that, that reflection for them and vice versa. And it, it's not as yeah. if I'm going into that conversation saying, oh, I'm gonna you know, be here to hold this. Sometimes I do, but more often than not, it's something that just sort of appears. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that's the thing, you know, you'll be having a conversation with somebody and they go, Oh, you know, I've got, you know, whatever, whatever. And you'll go, okay, well, well, do you want me to help with that? And they go, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why, if you're doing that, did you ever feel like this? Because I can do this to help you. And it's like, well, yeah, let, let's, let's just do this, do this exchange. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more people are starting to do that. Um, and I think, um, you know, with COVID-19 as well, that's kind of like people are now starting to work more on a community and, an exchange basis mm -hmm. rather than monetary um you know they're, they're kind of like swapping time for helping mm -hmm. and that uh, and, well, and going back to a barter thing almost yeah. like a barter system of how we used to however so i'm going to take it sort of a different level because energy money is energy That's energy just like the energy that you and I are created from, just like the energy we are exchanging in this conversation. It is no different. We've, we've created a definition around it. We've created it and put it on a hierarchy of value. It's, it's, changed, about, it's changed in how we view one another, view ourselves, based on what we have in our bank account. When the reality is, if you look at it, and create a new relationship with what money is when it's just energy, just like you and I, yeah. and we lean into the joys, into the gratitudes and the, and the things that we already have, we create more of it. Exactly. Create constant creation. Yeah. 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 We, we mo most, most definitely are. And again, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, you, you, um, that I think a lot more practitioners are realizing now that energy is just money, you know, and they shouldn't be afraid to ask for money for what they're doing because it's just an exchange of energy. You know, I'm helping you on, on, um, on, a, on a spiritual plane and you're helping me to, you know, to feed me, to pay for my room so that I can help the next person. But I, as much as we say that, and I agree with you, there's also a reality of the relationship that we've created with it. So it's, again, yes. It's, it's going back to saying, it's going back to self-worth, really. Um, yeah. You know, when we either value or devalue ourselves because we say, oh, well, it's hard for me to ask for X for in exchange of Y. And, and when we start to say, wait, 
stood in our own value and say, okay, I am worthy of, and I am deserving of, like I have a thing, they want my thing, they need my thing. The way that this transpires is by, by this exchange. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you've, you've nailed it on, you nailed it on the head, you know, self-worth and self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're two of the major, two of the major things um you know um about and they're two of the hardest things that people have to deal with yeah they get into that mindset with um and and you know and and if and if they can you know if if they can be guided and helped into that then then things do change yeah but 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 it's just that that, you know people realizing their self-worth and their and their self-love um, you know, did you, did you go, I mean, did you sort of, it sounds like you sort of did. I mean, you talked about this, like you, you questioned, how can I help and heal others? when I really felt like I haven't had any traumas until you mm. realized that you had traumas in past lives. But you, know, did you go through a, a period of like imposter syndrome or? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I went, you know, I went through that, you know, how can I be, you know, helping people, um, on their journey, on their path, when I've not experienced any of this. And then again, you know, and it was again, you know, I went in, um, I, I, you know, I connected with with my higher self, you know, I just, just kind of like, okay, let, you know, sat in it, you know, why is this coming up? What is this all about? And then the answer, then the answer just, answer just, answer just came. Um, so yeah, so I had the um, imposter syndrome for a little while, which I think a majority of people that work in the um, service industry um, tend to have sometimes because we don't think we're good enough to be able to help other people. Um, and that's where we then have to start looking. And as I say, you know, even though I'm a therapist, I will still go and see other therapists. Absolutely. It's so, and I'm glad you said that. Because <coughs> it was funny when I, I have a very good friend from college that after college, she went on to get her master's and became a therapist. And I remember visiting her shortly after she kicked off her, started her own practice. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go see my, my therapist. And I was like, wait, what? And I mean, I was 20 something and I, yeah. and, and you know, my awakening really occurred in my forties. However, in my 20s, I said, well, why does she need a therapist if she's a therapist? Like, she's got all the tools. And, and here I am, fast forward. And, you know, as a coach, I always, first of all, I'm grateful to have co- friends that are coaches, right? So it's, it's sort of this mm-hmm. big support network. And I always sort of have a coach on retainer because it, you know, whatever shows up for me, or shows up with my clients, I don't know for you, but for my clients, they're lessons for me. And then I'm like, okay, I've got all these tools and I know them, yet I also need someone around me to sort of hold that space so I can sort of navigate through my head and navigate through what it is that's in front of me at that moment. And then, and then the bonus, the bonus is I get other tools from other, like, other coaches because everyone approaches it differently. And even though we have some schools of thoughts and some practices, it's like, oh, I'm yeah. in a toolbox now. You know, it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's it, pretty awesome. It, it, it it is, you know. And again, it's about that collaboration. Um, you know, 
and work with other, with, with other people. And, you know, I give my, you know, I will give myself permission to go and have a healing done by, you know, by, by somebody, because sometimes I need just that five, 10 minutes or whatever, just out of, you know, someone else holding the space for me rather than me holding the, holding the space for them. And it replenishes me as well. Um, and as you said, you, you, you learn, you learn other stuff as well um, mm -hmm. from the, from the person who's working with you. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's really brilliant. Um, and I think all therapists, coaches, all those in service should, you know, see coaches or therapists or healers just, just to revitalize, to let someone else hold you, hold you in their space and nurture you. Absolutely. So as we wrap up this conversation, Ray, I'd love some final thoughts for you as from you as either from your own journey of point of inspiration or motivation who might be listening, someone who might be listening and either themselves are getting caught in their own imposter syndrome or on that brink of wanting to, to do this, like create their own business in this healing practice. And they know they have the gifts, but yet there's something holding them back. Any, any final thoughts or, or moments of inspiration? Um, it would be to take the time to actually go deep within in yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend half an hour sitting like this. Um, you, you know, um, it's a case of just switching, switching off, you know, just saying to, to the left side of your brain, okay, um, you can have a break for five minutes. The right side of my brain is now going to have a little conversation with me. And you just tap in, tap into that and allow yourself worth, allow you to actually say, okay, I am here for a reason. I may not know what that reason is yet, but I know that I'm here for a reason and I need to find out what that reason is, whether that's through going into my own self or finding somebody to help me um, work on that, re on that reason. But I know that I'm here for a particular purpose. I just need to find that purpose. And as soon as I find it, things will just are, um, literally fall, in, fall into place um, for me. So I need the confidence to do that. And you can get the confidence from going into yourself, asking your angels. Um, you know, you can, you, you know, you have a guardian angel with you at all times. You know, you've had a guardian angel with you since, since you were born. So just ask. Angels there always want to be asked. You know, they, can, um, they can't affect free will. So you ask, you, you ask them, you know, help me, you know, help me find the right person, the right program, the right um, topic to help me become who I'm supposed to be. And you can also ask them to help with parking as well, which is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> they, they love that one. <laughs> do it yeah. all the time yeah i love that i love that practical it's practical oh yeah got, got to be practical see that's that's my uh, feel brain again you know 
you know, ask the angels, they'll help with this, but you can also ask them to help you park. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. <laughs> Too, it's brilliant. And that is obviously don't forget to thank them afterwards. Good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Ray, thank you so much for this time today and this exchange. Oh, that's brilliant. It's, it's been wonderful. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed talking and uh, being on your show. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.